Hello, and welcome to Inside the College of Charleston. I'm Mike Robertson from University Communications, and in today's episode, I speak with Wes Dungeon. Wes is the Interim Dean of the School of Health Sciences here at the College of Charleston. Let's get started. The School of Health Sciences officially came online as a standalone school in fall of 2022. You had the big task of building a brand new school from scratch. How did you do it? Uh, well, there's no textbook out there for how to start a school from scratch, so um, we have to kind of rely on <laughs> on experiences. And, and fortunately, administration is supportive of us, or we wouldn't be here. So uh, I know that I've worked with the provost quite a bit, um, researching ideas and looking at plans for how we're going to get this thing up and running. Um, we're going to rely a lot on our current faculty for their expertise in, in fields that we haven't tapped yet. So right now we are exor- we are exercise science, public health, and a small physical education program. And then of course we have our activity courses, the paddleboarding, kayak surfing. We have those programs that currently exist, but we're looking to to expand into other fields that, that align with health sciences and looking at fields that are um, that are in high demand. So we don't want to just start degrees for degrees' sake. We want to start degrees that attract students and they give them good employment. So those are kind of our that's the focus we're looking at when we're building this school up. And then a lot of collaborative work with uh, with the other deans on campus. We have so many interesting programs that, that mesh well with the health sciences, so we're going to do a lot of collaborative work. But I've relied a lot on the provost and on those other deans for ideas on how to structure the school, how to organize a school as we're looking at a development board or a board of governors. So uh, working a lot with those folks to try and get this thing um, organized as we're up and running. Let's talk about degrees for a second. What are your goals for the next few years when it comes to undergraduate and graduate degrees? So um, we're going to focus mainly on undergraduate work. Uh, What I've told people is we do undergrad really well. So I'd like to kind of stay in our lane and focus on what we do well before we start uh, expanding too much. Um, The first thing would be looking at degrees that are I call low-hanging fruit. So classes that already exist that if we pair together that make a lot of sense. So um, you know we can't advertise these programs yet because they have to pass approval processes both internally and at the state. But we're working on a minor in health informatics right now. Um, That's a, a growing field according to the U.S. Uh, Bureau of Labor and Statistics, uh, big data is everywhere, and COVID showed us how important it is to be able to critically analyze data, not just regurgitate numbers. So we're working with folks in computer science and business on that proposal, and hopefully um, that passes everything this fall, and we'll be ready to rock and roll uh, next next fall with, with taking in students in that health informatics minor. Um, along a similar line would be um, health healthcare management or health, I think we're going to call it health services administration and management, again, relying heavily on our, our colleagues in business as well as some computer science courses to help students get into that um, hospital management sector. There's the job outgrowth there. The job growth there is maybe the highest of anything in the health sciences. I think it's over 30% growth in the next 10 years. So those are guaranteed jobs. Those are high-paying jobs, and those are very influential positions. So we want to get our students prepped and ready to go in that pipeline. Are you, are you talking to local businesses about uh, what your plans are and, and working with them to to make these? Uh, so we don't do as much industry work. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of interaction with MUSC um, in terms of what their needs are. So right now, we're focusing on on the on the MUSC link and then other other state institutions where we can where we can maybe send students for graduate work. But the the job market for Charleston's a relatively small job market for these healthcare jobs. There are jobs here, but when you expand out to Jacksonville, Atlanta, Charlotte, that's where the real growth is going to be. So it's not so much the local contacts in business, it's more looking at those industry statistics on what's out there. You walk around the, the school and talk to uh, majors. What are they saying about this brand new school? Um, well, their students, they don't always really appreciate 
what we have yet. And the good thing is it hasn't changed for them. And there was a lot of anxiety last year from students and faculty about what's going to change. And kind of the message was nothing. We're going to keep doing public health and exercise science, for example, like we've always done. So your classes won't change. Your teachers won't change. You're just going to get a, a diploma that says School of Health Sciences instead of School of Education, Health, and Human Performance. Now, they are excited about some of those new programs we've talked about. Granted, they won't get to experience them as undergrads, but as they look and, you know, we'll soon be alumni, that they're excited about being able to expand what we've done with the school. Um, and, you know, we have some other course off, other ideas on the table. One would be a nutrition program, so working with the colleagues in chemistry to do kind of a food science, food sciences, um, human nutrition type program that would allow those students to then sit for examinations to be registered dietitians. Nutrition's a, a expanding field, so we could do something there that'd be kind of interesting. That really ties in with a lot of our students' interests, as well as uh, lifestyle medicine. So a lot of medical schools are now leaning into kind of a holistic approach to health, which you know, I don't know why we ever got away from that, but it should be. So the lifestyle medicine has six pillars, and the pillars are surrounding physical activity, proper nutrition, proper rest, uh, um, healthy lifestyle choices, avoiding risky behavior, stress management. You know, I hate to say common sense, but stuff that we all know is healthy. Um, the the uh, MedU in the upstate um, in Greenville is really focused on this lifestyle medicine track. So I think we're going to work on, on something in lifestyle medicine, which really appeals to a lot of our students who are so interested in something in the healthcare field, um, that an idea of a minor or a major in lifestyle medicine that would enhance their knowledge base, but also their markability for these other graduate programs would be pretty interesting to them. So that's what seems to get them more excited is uh, are those kind of new offerings, because right now things which is good, haven't changed, because we do a good job in public health and exercise science, so we didn't want to mess something up that was already running smoothly. Uh, one of the things you also do very well is uh, when it comes to research. Uh, there's a lot of research that comes out of your department. Can you give us an update of some of the projects going on right sure. now? Sure. We really, and I will leave someone out, and that's not intentional, because, you know, everybody's really active. We've got a, a fairly young faculty, so they're all very engaged in, in all kinds of research. And, you know, what we kind of tab it as is we cover the whole spectrum of human health. Um, with our research ideas. So um, we've got faculty studying some nutrition-related issues, so looking at the role of intermittent fasting, where you know you, you limit your eating window to a certain period every day. Um, that's had huge impacts on older, more unhealthy populations, but this, this younger college age is very, relatively untapped. So we, we're going to try and lean in on that and look and see how, how that might impact the main variable of interest would be mental acuity. Um, your body seems to focus better towards the end of your fasting window. So we're, we've done some preliminary work. We're going to do some more work on that. Other faculty in the nutrition world are kind of looking at um, hydration. There's some strong links between hydration and a lot of chronic diseases, obesity, diabetes, and we know that people are chronically dehydrated. So trying to look at some of those cues about why don't we drink, um, what is it that causes us to drink, does something change um, in their physiology about that. So some of those things are more on the physiology side, some more public health type research we're doing. Um, Morgan Huey studies how the built environment, so sidewalks, parks, walking paths, you know, the new walking path over the Ashley Bridge. So she's involved with the mayor's office in the city on doing a lot of those projects, which students find very interesting that, you know, where you live, we know it affects your health, but actually studying the specifics on, you know, why don't people move more? The sidewalks are, you know, crumbling. You're going to trip over a route. There's nowhere to ride your bike on the streets downtown because it's not safe. So she does that kind of research. Um, Dr. Leslie Hart just got a federal grant to study how um, microplastics 
um, that are found in hair care and skin care beauty products, how that affects reproductive hormones. Um, she's traditionally done that work in dolphins, and she's going to continue to do that work, and she does live catches in Florida every summer and takes students down there. So she'll be able to expand that work, but she's also trying to translate that into human beings because that runoff gets into the same water supply the dolphins are swimming in. It's the same stuff we drink. So she's also expanding that work into some things that may affect human reproductive hormones. Okay, Wes, thanks for the update. Mm -hmm. Sure. This episode was recorded by Jesse Kunz from the Division of Information Technology. I'm Mike Robertson. Again, thanks for listening to Inside the College of Charleston.